0: Hey, this is Adam and Matt, and here's what's coming up on this week's CarCast. So I try to explain to people about the Long Beach Grand Prix and participating in the pro and or celebrity race. Like NASCAR, you're doing what? Some kind of NASCAR ride-along or something? And you're like, no, it's a race. And all I ever tell people is there's 50,000 people there. I know my family's picturing me in a shopping cart going in a circle with like a rope tied to to <laughs> like a stake in the center of yeah. you pushing me in a circle and me yelling go. Well, that's fun, too. And like three homeless guys standing there. like. But it's the crowd. It's the event. It's like the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. The part where they drive you out, they pre-park your car on the grid, and then they drive you out in the tundra. Yeah. They valet park your race car. Right. You can listen to the show free through iTunes the Adam Corolla app, or visit CarCastShow.com.
1: This is Corolla Digital.
2: Hello, my little graham crackers. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. Before the show officially starts, I believe we have time for an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five
3: stars. All right. This uh, week's iTunes Comment of the Week comes from Fauntleroy, and it is uh, titled Brilliantatious uh simple intimacy makes it one of my favorite podcasts it's like having a good coffee get together with my friends gary and allison and they always bring an interesting new friend with them for me to get to know i look forward to it every week by the way allison and ray are both nuts if they don't know that they're adorable knockouts sorry absolute knockouts or is it knocks out
2: it's knockouts but i love that you're wondering that i do i move letters around too sort of Well, this is not me moving letters around, but I think he's talking about like how it's passerby, but then plural, it's passersby. I enjoy that. Um, One of the weird letter things I do, although that's not a weird letter thing, but just moving on, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Whenever I see the word sample in my head, I say smapple and then I crack up. I have mentioned it. Gary's nodding. It's because a friend of mine who's a writer told me that a potential editor for her book asked if she could send in some writing smapples and she thought i don't know if i want you to be my editor do you do are there any weird word things or weird letter things that you do gary
3: no not that i can think of off the top of my head
2: i guess your intellect is just at that level where you don't have to entertain yourself by doing lots of weird things with words
3: no i think my head is just too full of other nonsense and i can't yeah
2: i was actually insulting you
3: yeah i know okay but i was just I was kidding trying, i was trying to save you
2: from having insulted you? Yeah. Well, thanks. It's not
3: the best look on you.
2: I kn- Ooh, burn! <laughs> See, I was insulting you. <laughs> I know, I felt it. Uh. I didn't save you, though.
3: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a we- joke you people will get if you listen to the Adam Carolla show like a week ago.
2: <laughs> yes. I wish was a way we could play that, is there? It would be too hard to do it. Yeah. Well, you guys will just have to listen to it. What happened was Matt um, Fondelier... (laughs) I can't stop laughing. He said, boom. (laughs) But in this way, that was sort of like... Yeah, that's him. Porcelain Punisher. But he said it like, bam. (laughs) Bam. Bam. And so then... This is like hearing someone recount a story and you wish they'd stop... Anyway, then uh, Bald Brian turned it into a drop and kept playing it. And it I haven't laughed like that. It's something like that in a really long time. It just feels good to be alive. Okay, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at GoToMeeting. You know how it is when you're um, knitting or you're in the jacuzzi. You're making jello shots. Possibly you're playing croquet or polo. In the water or on a horse. And then you get an email or a call from your colleagues and they want you to come into the office. They want you to trundle your buns into the office to meet with them face to face. And you're like, well, excuse me. It's my turn in croquet. I do not want to have to go there. You don't. And especially if you have to commute. Especially if going there involves a lot of boring ass time on a train or in a car. Or even a jet. You don't have to anymore, because now you can meet on your computer, on your iPad, on your iPhone with GoToMeeting. You can get so much done. You can accomplish so much from the comfort of your own foyer, lanai, Starbucks, private island, hovel, refrigerator box, wherever you are, you can meet with them, crystal clear, HD quality, use your webcam, see each other, you can hear each other, you can collaborate on documents, you can give... Other people control of your screen. It is just like being right there with them, except you're right there where you were and where you will stay. It totally makes your life easier and it's convenient and it works. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait for this special offer. Visit gotomeeting.com click on the try it free button and use the promo code Allison. Remember to use the promo code Allison. I also want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Sherry's Berries. You've heard me talk about them before. These are giant, juicy, delicious, beautiful strawberries dipped in chocolate. They have white chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate. My favorite is the white chocolate. Daniel's favorite is the dark chocolate, so it works out perfectly for us. And then they're, um, they have swizzle, or they have nuts, or they have chocolate chips. There's anything you can dream of with strawberries that are delicious and chocolatey, they have done. And these make a perfect Mother's Day gift. Uh, Every year when I tell you guys about this, people then email me and send me photos of their happy moms with the strawberries. And they tell me how much their mothers loved these. And you know what you can't give your mom? You know you cannot give your mom for Mother's Day? You can't give her the email that comes a few days later saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Happy belated Mother's Day. Don't be that kind of jerk. Just be a good kid and send these strawberries. And also I recommend sending them to people who aren't even your mom. Like yourself. Send them to yourself. That's what I would do. Giant freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at $19.99. That's over 40% savings. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in best friend. That's microphone. I said microphone, But it's microphone. And for my listeners, double the berries for just $10 more. The only way to get this amazing Mother's Day deal is to visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in best friend. At berries.com microphone type in best friend hurry this offer ends soon so order today you will not regret it because whoever receives them will love them and as a reminder sherry's berries tracks who comes to them via this show so the only way that my show gets credit for you ordering sherry's berries is if you use the promo code best so make sure to type that in so that then they'll be like oh so i love this show because that's the goal everyone must love this show Thank you. All right, here we go. Here is an episode of my show with the one and only Bobby Moynihan. As you'll hear when you listen, I had been wanting to get him on the show for a while, so I was really excited that we had him on the show, and he is hes awesome. And I love him, and I love you guys, and hopefully you love me, and if you do, you probably are going to need a little bit extra Alison Rosen is your new best friend. So I recommend going and getting the uh, special episode of my show, the bonus episode recorded live at the LA podcast festival with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. It's very funny. And I say that as someone who was in the show, but also I've heard it from a lot of people and why would they lie? Certainly not to me. Um, I'm just kidding. It it is uh, everyone. Everyone loves the show. It's funny and, um, and it's delightful. And it's not even me. It's, it's Doug and Greg. They're those guys. It's maybe a little bit me. Anyway, it's $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, you know what? I feel like I said that in this episode. But I'll say it again. Maybe you're going to buy something while you listen. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, why not click through the Amazon banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. And also help out the show by telling all your friends about it, Um, you know, if you want. No pressure. No big deal. Whatever. Okay. Here's the episode. I love you.
0: I love you.
2: Everyone, hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, and I'm here with Bobby Moynihan, hello. and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I you? have been hoping that this could happen since uh was it like a year ago last summer. Yeah. Right. Almost a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Hi. What's changed? So much. I know. Fill me in, tell me everything. We
1: both have gigantic beards now.
2: I know. Do you like the way I'm wearing mine?
1: I love it. With we tied the... it in a little knot.
2: Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> It's because it was getting into everything. everything. I kept sitting on my beard. You
1: can't have soup anymore.
2: No, I'm sure. I don't <laughs> I don't like soup that much to begin with, though.
1: Yeah, me neither. Well, really? I, no, that's a lie. That's a complete lie. I love soup. I don't know why I
2: said that. It's weird. You're so I agreeable. That.
1: I, I am. I mean, I'm is very that, agreeable. Is that
2: because of your improv background?
1: Uh, maybe, actually. Yeah, probably.
2: Hmm. <laughs> All right. So you like soup. Okay. Yeah. I, I um not a fan. i mean occasionally maybe but in general i feel like it's uh i don't know i just i never crave it and i don't order it in a restaurant and uh i just it's a i do I, I
1: guess i do crave soup every once in a while well, c- creamy soup like clam chowder
2: okay <laughs> you wouldn't go for a clear soup or some kind of bisque no
1: maybe a, maybe a bisque yeah
2: just one more one. I just I need to plumb the depths of the soup thing just real quickly, and then we'll move on to Done. something that might interest other people. <laughs> right, you're at a restaurant. You're given the option of soup or salad. Do you always go for soup? Oh yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. I'm, look at me. Yeah, well, I'm not getting salad.
2: But that no, 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 I do.
1: I, I do okay. go for the soup though every time. Every time.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow, Gary. Uh,
3: you know, I fluctuate. I like a good soup, but I'm a little picky, so Caesar salad will always suffice. Okay.
2: Yeah. I pretty much always go for salad.
3: I would always go soup.
2: Is it well, a family thing? We, we should thing? eat together then. Yeah, I know. We'd have a lot of variety. <laughs> Does your fam now, uh, I really am surprised that I'm once starting another show talking about soup. <laughs> but I remember in college someone making the comment that their family always ordered soup, and so they always felt like they had to order soup when they were given that choice. But then like they, they had you know, discovered now that they were away from home they could order salad if they want. And I think that perhaps my family does always order salad. What about your family?
1: I don't think I've. I don't know when the last time I've been to a restaurant with anyone in my family is. So okay, I don't know.
2: You know. So tell me about your family.
1: They're, they're great. They're all wonderful. But I mean, but I mean,
2: <laughs> where are they? Like, uh, where'd you grow up?
1: I grew up in Westchester County in New York, mm-hmm. uh, in Eastchester specifically. Okay, uh, but New York, yeah.
2: So that would be upstate New York. Um, it's like.
1: Twenty minutes outside the city. It's not that. It's like right past the Bronx.
2: Suburban. Uh, yeah. And uh, what do your parents do? And do you have siblings?
1: Um, I do. I have an older sister. Um, and uh, my parents. Um, uh, my mom works for the town. She works in the town hall for the town assessor My dad owned a liquor store for many years, and he's retired now.
2: Okay. And are your parents together? Yes. And what does your sister do?
1: Um, my sister works at MTV. She um. I don't know what she does now. She's like in charge of what commercials go on air. I think.
2: Well, that's neat. Work, to... Yeah, she so works. So both Moynihan offspring are in entertainment.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was a dancer for for many many years, and and also did that, and then um, went the other route to make money. <laughs> but yeah, she works at uh, she worked at Discovery Channel for many years, and now works uh, mm. at MTV.
2: And when did you start performing?
1: Um, I guess. I I mean I did theater when I was a kid. Like I when I, when I was in high school, I did all you know like the summer theater and the musicals and, and stuff like that. And always kind of did that. I wanted to draw comic books though. Like I I, I thought that's what I was going to do. Uh-huh. And then when once college came along, I just went for acting instead
2: (laughs) had you started to draw comic books
1: uh yeah i mean i
2: like were you laying the foundation for that to be a lucrative and rewarding career
1: um yeah i i I drew like constantly from the age of you know from as long as i can remember until right probably right about till i went to college (laughs) and then uh, i used to uh, just draw constantly and then went up to university of connecticut To look at their art department and they were having auditions for their acting program. So I tried that and got in and got a bit of a scholarship. So I just went there Mm -hmm. instead.
2: Do you ever draw anymore?
1: I do. Every once in a while I'm trying to quit smoking. Whenever I'm trying to quit smoking, I'll start drawing again or sculpting or just doing stuff like that to keep my hands busy. Mm -hmm. But uh, I should do it more.
2: You live in Manhattan?
1: Yeah, Hell's Kitchen.
2: And you have room to sculpt. Sculpting to me is something that I imagine takes. It's like, like um. Well, I only sculpt like mache.
1: forty foot blocks of marble. No, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no. It's it's all like little
2: spoon teaks. Uh,
1: pretty much like little like action figure type uh-huh. of things. Like, yeah, you know, You're for so the ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, then I have to. Okay, I must add your girlfriend, fiance, girlfriend. Go, your girlfriend, who I met, is beautiful. Thank you. And super talented. Yeah, very. And awesome. And people might think that someone who is – well, Adam might think, Corolla Yes. Someone who is into comic books would not have been able to find such a foxy lady.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I would think the same thing. Um.
2: (laughs) And yet obviously you did.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, we found each other. Was it the sculpting? Um, Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that – well, that's what kept her for so long. No, Mm -hmm. no. uh, no, we met doing uh, Upright Citizens Brigade.
2: Oh, that's right, that's right. I knew that you had done Upright Citizens Brigade, mm-hmm. but I forgot. Was she doing improv as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was her teacher. Oh, I was how her improv teacher uh, it, it was very scandalous, but we did not start dating till after.
2: Is that is it frowned upon to date a student while they're in your class?
1: I mean, it was it was fr- I mean probably frowned upon by someone, but everyone did it or no one cared <laughs> yeah but uh but for some reason we just waited
2: what class specifically was it
1: like improv 101 I was teaching at the time mm-hmm. and then we started dating like a while after I don't remember exactly
2: what was your um relationship history like before that like were you uh were you popular
1: uh, in high school I guess I was like friends with everyone I was like the little fat mayor, like <laughs> from from Wizard of Oz. Uh, no, I was just I was a pretty nice, dude, and just kind of hung out with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like my core group of weirdo friends who did theater, and uh, I, th- I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend at high school that I dated for a long time, and then didn't have. Uh, and I had a couple girlfriends in college, but nothing too crazy. I mm-hmm. okay. w- wasn't in any like deep deep relationships. that right. was about to get you know. I was never married or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no children? No.
2: But it but it doesn't sound like you have that sort of classic comedian thing of uh feeling ignored or feeling like you needed to get attention.
1: I I feel like I probably always need attention, but uh, but it wasn't I I was not like a s- sad sack about mm-hmm. it.
2: <laughs> Where do you think the need for attention comes from?
1: I mean, probably dad. It was almost all comedians. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> just wanted to make dad happy. I guess
2: right. Yeah, and, and Mom, and he was Mom's busy super nice. Spending his time at the liquor store. Yeah,
1: yeah. He had other stuff. Well, I mean, like yeah, doing other stuff. But well, I mean, it wasn't that bad at all. Mm-hmm. It probably just the way I was brought up. To I was. I think they used to call me "Watch Me" as a kid because I would just go "Watch Me, Watch Me." <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. And okay, so you you focused on acting in college. You had yep. an acting scholarship, and then at what point did did comedy become the direction you realized you wanted to go, or is that the direction like is that, that I want to go? Uh... I mean, it's obviously the direction <laughs> you're going now, but do you have aspirations to do um, it was, other more serious stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I started doing musicals, and it was more just. I liked hanging out with certain groups of people and the people that I hung out with. Like all my close guy friends did all the lights and tech and stuff for the theater. So then I just kind of gravitated towards doing that. And then I guess in college – I mean like I would always loved SNL and Mr. Show and, and, and stuff like that and, and – uh I had always been a, a fan of comedy, but I guess I didn't. I just didn't know that. That's I didn't. I guess I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like I thought, like oh, I would love to be on Saturday Night Live someday, but that's not a real possibility that could ever happen. So, do something, <laughs> do something else. And then when I realized that drawing comic books wasn't the <laughs> maybe the best way to go financially, um, I started doing that. But I remember in college, like the first time, kind of realizing it was like we did some form of a sketch show. It wasn't called a sketch show, Mm -hmm. but it was like that's when I first realized like, oh, I can write these little things and do it all myself and then perform them. And uh, at that time, uh, A Great Citizens Brigade, the television show was on Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. So I was a big fan of that. And then when I got out of school, I came back to New York. Uh, I started doing a play in the city and then uh, saw the Upright Citizens Brigade theater. Went in there and signed up for classes like the next day.
2: Do you remember what any of the early sketches you wrote were
1: from, like in from in college? Yeah. Um, it was like it was almost like a roast. Like it was like at the end of the at the end of our at the end of our school year. It was like kind of like a almost like a roast. Mm-hmm. So it was just individual jokes. But like we just wrote that and then like. We wrote like goodbye kind of sketches, like as like wasn't even like a, a a sketch show as you as I would do now, mm-hmm. but just more of like almost like a. Goodbye for camp, <laughs> right. kind of kind of thing. But I don't remember anything.
2: Or in particular. like on Facts of Life, Natalie and Tootie were supposed to be writing the senior sketch roast thing yeah. for Blair and Joe. But then Natalie, because she was advanced, she I'm sure you know you know the episode I'm talking about. Of she course. got to go to Langley. And then she like wrote terrible jokes for the roast, and then so it was a whole mess. Yeah, it was, it was probably a disaster. that kind of show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you've actually dressed up like someone from Facts of Life, haven't you? Probably
1: all of them, I'm guessing at this point. <laughs> uh, I definitely have Natalie, uh, Natalie under my belt. I'll get Edna Garrett before I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably it. I just uh, I was fascinated. I just watched uh, the entire season of Survivor because Lisa Welchel. Oh yeah, was on people
2: it. cannot believe because I am in all was, sincerity life, man. People can't believe that too. I haven't. You, really? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, people can't <laughs> believe that I haven't watched that season of Survivor.
1: It's pretty fascinating to watch. Like just like because she's just a nice lady now. Mm-hmm. Like she's just a nice Jesus loving lady, yeah. and she did great. Like she almost won. Did she win? No, no, no. no she no, didn't. No. She almost won. She came like really, really close. She got to like the final three, I think.
2: But to almost win, do you have to be conniving or just good well, at eating that bugs? that was the whole
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only two things on the, when you sign up. <laughs> right. on the. On the uh... Can you eat bugs?
2: Are you, are you somewhat of a cunt? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole thing was like her being like, I don't know if I can lie. And then she just lied in every episode. So it, so was it turns awesome. out she could. Yeah, she totally could.
2: <laughs> How do you feel like you would do on a show like that?
1: on survivor? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um I'd like to think I would strive and and do all that and, and, and I think I would be great at the social game of it and, and that would be actually really fun, but I think any of those challenges I'd be like I'm sitting out.
2: Yeah, I'm me lazy. too. But me too. But I'm too, a good but- swimmer. Well, that would be good for that one thing that involves swimming. Yeah, what
1: a lot of them ones? are swim. A lot of them have like jumping in water, holding your breath. It's a lot of. I'm I'm fascinated by those shows now, so I'm watching this season right now.
2: What other ones do you watch?
1: Well, I watch way too much stuff. Right now, I'm loving Bates Motel, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, as far as uh, those, uh, I got caught in a Big Brother loop last summer. The sub that when I met you, I think.
2: You were right in the midst of the loop then?
1: It was really bad. Like It got to the point where I found out they they show—it's called Big Brother After Dark.
2: Oh, yeah. I've heard of that.
1: Like on Showtime, and, and, and it'll start—it's like four hours of just live feed of the house, and I, I got to the point where I was watching that too, and it was pretty awful.
2: I don't know that I've—I don't think I've ever watched Big Brother. Does that not have challenges? It's just— does it have challenges? It's
1: a bunch of people locked in a house and they have like challenges here. and Yeah, they mm-hmm. have like stuff here and there. But um, – and you get – people get voted out and all that stuff. But it's just uh, – I enjoyed that because I, – I I enjoyed it because it was like Survivor but you they would show that four-hour block of them like planning and doing all that other stuff or just sitting there and – Hearing their, you get. It was awful. It was a summer where I didn't have a lot of work, so I ended up. <laughs> I ended up just becoming uh, uh, fascinated by it.
2: But, I am very disappointed that Bachelor Pad has been canceled.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? But I don't think not canceled. I, aren't they just not? I, I was hugely into uh, me and my girlfriend were hugely into Bachelor Pad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's canceled as much as they're, they're just, just not doing it this year. Well, they're because the Bachelor went so well. I think there aren't they just they're replacing Bachelor Pad this summer with like the wedding of oh, the people of, Shawn of Sean and, and, Catherine. and Catherine. Okay,
2: yeah. I hope you're right.
1: I think that's what's happening because and it, it is what fucking should happen. No, I, if, I would love to see Bachelor because, P because again. one of
2: the only reasons I put up with this might be. Not entirely true. Watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is to look at the crazy people and think, oh my God, I can't wait till they're on Bachelor Pad. Yeah. Bachelor Pad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look at that girl. Yeah. Oh, I follow her on Twitter. (laughs) She doesn't have, she doesn't, Erica the Rose is her Twitter name. Amazing. You know who's a a real douche on Twitter? Reed Rosenthal. Do you remember which one he is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I sort of liked him a little bit on whichever show he was on, but then on Twitter, you realize people are, uh, oh, like, I think he's friends with Paris Hilton, or well, may as well okay. be, you know, yeah. that kind of guy. Okay, so UCB. So, yeah. how, so, so walk me through UCB to SNL, because that's well, kind of the dream, right? For so many people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can remember, I remember wanting to be on SNL and thinking, like, uh, that would never happen. Like thinking, like I, I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not a stand up. Like I don't, I don't know. But when I saw Upright Citizens Brigade, I went. to started taking classes. And at the time, like Amy, uh, you know, Amy Poehler started the theater with right. um, Matt, Matt Besser, Besser Ian Matt- Roberts, and Matt Walsh. Walsh. And uh, it was probably like maybe less than a year after I started that Amy got on SNL. So that's when it kind of dawned on me like, oh, I'm going to waiter and bartend at Pizzeria Uno for a little bit and then do shows here as much as possible and then hopefully someday – like it wasn't even like a conscious decision at the time. But I was like maybe someday someone from SNL will see me Mm -hmm. and like that will happen and then my whole time at ucb like taking classes and then getting on a they have what's called a Harold team and like, it's like a
2: long form improv yeah mm-hmm.
1: um start start uh got on a the team there and then like you know did the whole process of like went through all the classes got on a team did a bunch of other shows then met you know some close friends we wrote a sketch show i was in a sketch group called buffoons with uh, this guy charlie sanders and eugene cordero and
2: is he is charlie sanders improv everywhere
1: uh, that's uh, Charlie Todd, but uh, uh, I he, I kind of came up with him also. Okay. Like we were all at the same same time. Um, Charlie Sanders is a writer for Keen Peel now, and uh, Eugene uh, was just on The Office. He does a, a bunch of stuff. He was in the movie Furry Vengeance, and I oh, always wow. make fun of him for did, it. You, it's,
2: qu- quick detour. Um, did you ever see Andy Milonakis yeah. around UCB? Okay, yeah, because yeah. sure. I took a sketch when I first was there. I took a sketch class, and he was in the class for like two days and then um yeah and then for, for whatever reason dropped the class and then years <laughs> later I was like wait that's that guy
1: yeah I uh, I knew him I would see him around UCB a lot he had a lot of cool tattoos and I remember like I think that's why they made him wear the long the 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 flannel shirt, the long-sleeve flannel on the oh. show because he's covered in, like, awesome, weird tattoos. I didn't remember a that. a tattoo. That's all I remember.
2: I, and I, I just saw
1: him recently at the Korean barbecue place. Okay.
2: <laughs> what I remember actually is his phone rang in – like, before the class started and he picked it up and then he got off and he's like, my mom – like, that's my – or my mom, that bitch or something. And everyone <laughs> turned like <gasps> – because it – it wasn't clear that he was joking, except in yeah. retrospect. I think he probably was, I think or that's he, it was his, somewhere. Yeah, his deal. His deal. But yeah. he, we didn't know who he was yet, so it wasn't clear what his deal was. Yeah, no. he's a but, nice dude. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. Even though what I said makes it sound like I'm not. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so you were saying you wrote a sketch show. You know, uh, you yeah. about buffoons.
1: Um. Yep. Did that for a while, and then you know, started doing the touring company through UCB and teaching there, and then that kind of led to doing uh, i got a couple like bit parts on Conan O'Brien's show like i would come out like those little segments mm-hmm. where he you know like they would do you know whatever their little bits i was a lot of i was in underwear like a done. lot yeah she was uh Andy's little sister uh-huh. like all, all those kind of bits and then i started doing that as well through uh Charlie and a couple other people and then
2: now do you have any sort of um let me rephrase the question. How do you feel about being in your underwear on camera
1: now? I I, w- I don't think I would do it, but then it was just like I didn't care.
2: Wait, I why? I guess why? I still
1: don't care. Yeah,
2: why? I was gonna say why now would you not?
1: I'm just, I, I don't know why, but now it's like now I'm 36 and I'm getting to the point where I'm like that people just don't need to see that. There's no need. <laughs>
2: I feel like there's always going to be a need.
1: Yeah. Getting bigger and getting older. There's no need for it. (laughs) All right. I'm trying to get healthier and and look better. But uh, I I remember, like, one in particular was do you remember those Dove ads where it was like the. The real women. Oh, yes. And it was like the bigger ladies. Mm-hmm. Well, they did a bit on Conan where it was like – well, he thought that that was sexist. He thought it was nice that they were doing it for them but it was sexist. So he did the Dove Men. It was like <laughs> me and a bunch of my buddies just in tighty-whities. And I and I hadn't seen it in years and it just – I someone found it and put it up on like YouTube uh-huh. or something like a week ago and I was like – yeah, that was, like, right at the precipice of, like, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> <I> <laughs> right. That 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 there's no
2: need for that. I mm-hmm. can
1: hopefully just you, dress up like right that. Right before ladies. you went
2: legit or whatever the word is when people get out of porn and just start doing non-porn. Yeah. There's got to be a word for that, right? Oh, God. Gary, do you know?
1: No, I don't. Well, you because you haven't stopped doing porn yet. Right. Not yet. Yeah. One day you'll know. You'll get there.
2: Did Adam ever call you? For the listeners, there was some drama before the show because Adam may or may not be calling Gary.
3: There was no drama. I was informing
2: you that I may have to take a phone
3: call. You were you super me, pissed. You, you like throwing things.
2: Sounds really dramatic. It, yes, I do. I do. It's true. I like you to be attentive. And I appreciate letting me know. I just wanted yeah. to know if he ever called.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he called me three more times and uh, hung <laughs> up every time and then left me a voicemail that said uh, I, was, I called you in accident three times.
2: That's actually considerate. It was. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you... you
3: thought he could have been Mystery mur- being murdered or something?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I think that's over. Phew, we dodged that <laughs> bullet.
1: Did anybody ever tell you that you kind of look like Ray Liotta?
3: Uh, that one I've gotten once, Leave Schreiber. It's, oh, yeah, there it's more you go. often.
1: More often? I'll
3: I'll take that. Thank yeah. you. I take that as Just a compliment. Curious. Appreciate that.
2: <laughs> I never thought of the Ray Liotta thing, but now I see that.
1: I think, like, if Ray Liotta and Alex Rodriguez had a kid, maybe. <laughs> a little bit with the glasses. I don't know. All
2: right. So you stopped doing porn. Then what?
1: Uh, I started again, and then I stopped <laughs> almost immediately. Right. Yeah. Um. Not a good period of my life. Um. No. Uh, no, I was doing, like, the Conan stuff, and then I was still bartending, uh, and I had been bartending. I was a lifeguard for a long time. Bartending. Then- was at it? Uh, at Piz- Pizzeria Uno. Um, where is that? Uh, They're all over the place. It's a chain. Oh, okay. I think they're called like – they're not called P- – I, I still call it Pizzeria Uno, but I don't think they're called that anymore because it's kind of like uh, when Boston – remember Boston Market used to be Boston Chicken? Yes. And then they changed it to Boston Market because it right. wasn't only chicken. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Uno's did. Like they went from Pizzeria – I think it's just Uno's Chicago Bar and Grill now or something. Okay. But-
2: yeah, I remember – I know of Uno's out here. Yeah. So I guess it's the same thing. Yeah,
1: it's just a chain. I used to work in Yonkers and then at the South Street Seaport in Manhattan.
2: And then you were lifeguarding. Where was that?
1: That was in high school, uh, b- way before. Um, uh, Lake Isle Country Club in, in uh, East Chester. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's, you can draw upon that when you do Survivor. That's Correct. where your ocean skills yeah. come into play. Okay, so then what?
1: Um, And then... I think I just like I quit Uno's. I was like, it's either doing this or or going and and really trying to do comedy. And the second I quit Uno's, like I started getting. I thought it was gonna. <clears throat> excuse me. I thought it was gonna be. It's much scarier because it was the the money was the was the scary part right. and and but I got lucky and you know I. Put in ten years, of, or, or you know, or, or so at the time of of doing comedy and stuff. So I knew enough people that I would get enough work here and there. And then I think it just came around that I was gonna. But they were, I knew that they were auditioning for SNL, and mm-hmm. I, I started doing um, these improv shows with Horatio Sands. Uh, he did a show called The Kings of Improv that he would take to colleges, and I got very lucky uh, and got to do those. Um, he's the best he took me around for like a year doing those shows in in a, in a college and then somebody from SNL kind of found out and came and saw our sketch show and then you know heard about us from there and it just kind of all started happening from from there mm-hmm. um i i got asked to send in a tape it took a really long time to send it in like i just wanted it to be perfect before cuz i had heard so many horror stories about people who had like uh, sent in a tape like a, maybe a little too early or something, and mm-hmm. or, or 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 sent or sent in a tape, didn't get the show, and then like a year later or two years later when they were when they really kind of hit their stride, yeah, 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 and then didn't get it. So I was I I don't know why, but that like stuck with me. I was like I'm gonna wait, and then
2: do you and, and do you think the reason they didn't get it is because they had sent it in when it was premature? Um.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't know. I like everyone has – like, I don't, I don't know. I can't really. the The process of who they choose for SNL, I think, is a lot more strange than I think it is. Like, I think it's just pretty much comes down to like, if you get there, you get there for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. if you get to audition, you get there, you get to do it because you're funny and because a community of comedians has spoken about you or seen you perform enough that you get to go there but I think the honest to God this, the decision comes to are you an asshole and does Lauren find you funny right and that I think that that kind of is it
2: so you think you could be funny but if you're an asshole that will prevent you from yeah I,
1: I I remember the first time they brought me in thinking I'm auditioning again like they brought me in to and kind of just like talking to the writers and talking and and where are you from and all this and it almost felt like a first date like Mm -hmm. it was it was a lot like I think uh, I think a lot of it is are can we just can can you be in the can we be in the same room with you for 48 hours while we write all this crazy business like are you gonna come in my office at three o'clock in the morning and be a fucking asshole and if I have to talk (laughs) to you and if I have to see you coming down the hallway and I'm like oh shit yeah like I think that's a lot of it.
2: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So are there any assholes now?
1: No, everyone's great. I mean, like, we're all insane in our own ways, mm-hmm. but there's – no. I haven't I, – uh, cast-wise, I haven't met anybody. I don't know why I said that, like making it sound like the writers or something. But no, everyone's great. And everyone gets along. It's not. It's not as cutthroat as everyone wants it to be. It's just a bunch of – talented tired people trying do, to get stuff done.
2: Do you think it was more cutthroat at a certain point?
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely do. I the when the casts were much bigger and 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 stuff like that. Like we have a pretty big cast now, but we're also not all running around doing coke all night. Mm. <laughs> like like I think probably like around maybe like the adam sandler david spade years like mm-hmm. i feel like maybe it was like it was like a little bit more like i got to get this something on like now now it's kind of like i at least this year to me felt like very it's starting to get very evened out where it's like here's this, you know here's Kate's sketch, here's Taryn's sketch, here's this person's sketch, here's this person's sketch, and then if you don't get something in, maybe next week you do. And it but mm-hmm. like but there's also not like that son of a bitch. Like I'll, like th- they got stuff on and I didn't. Like yeah. there's none of that.
2: Yeah. I read um actually We're after, all too nice. after you and I talked about it, I read Jay Moore's book.
1: Oh yeah. It's
2: such a, it's so good, it's such a page turner. I've read that book or a like Kindle clicker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've read that book like six or seven times. Uh, I like to go back and read it after every like every summer. Since I've been on the show, I go back and read it and learn something new from it
2: because it really is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And in that book, so much of it is about just his um, his feelings about not getting screen time, not getting stuff on.
1: Yeah, and his panic like that. Right. That for me was the big thing because the for, for me that it, it's it's like it, that book is like an instruction manual if you're on SNL. Like I don't know, I don't. Uh, I can. I don't think he had the best time there, <laughs> and I don't think. No. Uh, uh, I and it's 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 clear, but I'm thankful for Jay Moore being on the show because mm-hmm. he wrote that book. And like, if if anybody ever gets on SNL, I tell like, or the people who get on, like I tell them like, you got to read this book, and then read it after your first year, and then read it after your second year, and then when you're going insane in your third year, read it again, and. It all makes a lot of sense.
2: Is it something that to you is its comfort because you can relate to it or is it a cautionary tale or is it Well, I remember else? reading
1: it before I got the show and thinking this guy's nuts and he got himself fired from the show. And mm-hmm. then after the first year, I was like a lot of this makes sense, but I don't know what was wrong with him. It's great there. And then after the second year, it was like, oh, wait, I get it. <laughs> like it's a crazy place to work. Mm-hmm. And then after the third year, I was like, I think I'm going insane I'm going to read J. Moore's book because a lot of the same stuff is happening. And mm-hmm. then the fourth year for me was apologizing for the way I acted in my third year. <laughs> and then this year has just been a dream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like the first year was complete magic. And then you, you
2: it was, like... was some of that, was it actually magical or was it um, just that you were so happy to be there? Do you think?
1: I, I think both. Like I think I think now too it's like it's at a point in the show where the show has been around long enough that they can hire super fans. Mm-hmm. Like, like much like Survivor now is doing – They do <laughs> right. fan versus favorites and it's actually really fascinating to watch because it's these people that have been on the show for 20 years who are playing against these kids who have watched those people, mm-hmm. know how they play and it's pretty fascinating. Like, if Like that would be my dream if we had like – a dream team cast of SNL, like, and the cast now like, uh-huh. going against each other to write sketches or something. That would be <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Uh, that'd be a blast. I'm gonna talk to Lauren about you doing should, that yeah. reality show. Um, but uh, I, I think now it's 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 at a time where like I mean I was a huge fan of the show. I mean mm-hmm. I always joke around with Keenan. Uh, I have a picture of myself with Keenan, like. From standing outside SNL mm-hmm. before I got the show, like maybe two years before I got the show.
4: That's cool. And like
1: he laughs at me for that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a it's a it's a different time over there now.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so the so that was the first year. What was the what were the second and third years like?
1: The the, the first year was just I couldn't believe it. Like my first episode, I wasn't terrified at all at all. Like I watch myself on that screen and I'm just having a blast and I I can see myself like looking up at the monitors like I'm watching the show and and I'm in it uh-huh. and I was just so happy and then the second episode I had I, I was in almost every sketch in my first show which mm-hmm. was very it's rare. unusual right yeah. yeah and I got a sketch that I wrote on my first episode which but also the host was Michael Phelps so it wasn't like <laughs> it, you know it wasn't like it was you know Alec, Alec Baldwin, Baldwin or anything yeah.
2: what was the sketch your first sketch that you had on.
1: Um, that first it's a, it was a big stretch. I was a waiter at a pizzeria Uno. <laughs> um, it, it was kind of this guy that I worked with, slash, how I wish I had really treated people at Uno's. It was just this very this effeminate syrup. ghetto uh, uh, waiter. His name was Mark Payne. Uh, I waited on a couple once and. When I walked over to them, I said, hey, can I get you guys something? And they were not looking at me. They were, like, doing that baby talk k- kissing kind of thing. Gross. And I literally was standing at the edge of the table and they were not talking to me. And uh, the guy said um, to the girl, he was like, I love you, girl. <laughs> and, I, and she was like, thank you. And he goes, yo, it smells like pepper up in here. <laughs> and I, wrote, I literally wrote it down and then did it for many years at UCB. And they just talked about how it smelled like pepper in the <laughs> restaurant. So I just – essentially just did that Uh just a waiter who thought everything smelled like pepper (laughs) um but uh i miss doing that i did it a couple times but um uh that that was the second episode there was a sketch like a mice and men sketch with james franco and that's where like everything clicked in like it was just me and him and cue cards were involved and i'm a mess like i'm a complete mess uh in that schedule because <laughs> mm-hmm. i i that was like when it, i realized like it wasn't fantasy camp like i had to come back and do this and it was work mm-hmm. but the first year was just a blast and then the first summer was awful because you don't know if oh you're right coming back Each or summer not you don't well they don't tell you till later mm-hmm. and it's like your life's dream just came true and you just finished you spend all you know however many years trying to get to this point and then you're auditioning for a show, essentially that you're already on.
2: They make you audition? every week. Well, no, but oh, meaning, right, 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 you right, know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah you like, don't have a contract
1: every week. We come in and write and and right. hope for the best. You know, every, every and that's every week. And then over the summer, uh, you just sit and wait.
2: And is that because they are actually deciding whether to bring you back or not, or because they're evil? <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm joking. Uh, I think it. I think it's. I think it's what it really is. To, to be honest, I think it. It's partly they're trying to decide whether you, either they know immediately mm-hmm. and then they just don't tell you because they're comedians and they're tired. And like Lorne, in my mind, is a, a comedian. You know, he's a comedian. He's mm-hmm. just a big comedy nerd like the rest of us. Um, he just has a lot more money in Ireland than he's friends with Paul McCartney. <laughs> like, yeah. Other than that,
2: exactly yeah, the same.
1: Exactly the same. And uh, I, I think there is this this bit, which I didn't realize then, but I I definitely have it now, which is like the, the I could do nothing for three months over the summer. I could sit in one chair and I would be completely fine with it because we ran around so much and the shows get so crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you have three or four weeks in a row at SNL, like it's – It's nuts. Like you know, it's a lot of like forty-hour days and sleeping for a little bit. And you know, there there are and there are and I'm not even somebody like there are some writers who 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 just don't sleep and they're writing all week long. Mm -hmm. But
2: is that in a panic?
1: How how so?
2: Like not sleeping and writing all week long because they have to get a certain amount of work done, or is it like they're so? They just don't. Sleep I think it's a little
1: bit of both. I mean, like there is this feeling of like you wanna, you want the boss to like your stuff, mm-hmm. and you want to be on the show. And obviously that too, because like if you write right, and you 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 come in on Monday, you pitch your ideas, and then you sit all night Tuesday. You're up all night writing, and then the read throughs on Wednesday. And then if you don't get anything in, or you're only in a little bit of the show, like, kind of sucks because everyone's running around, and it's yeah. still that that. Buzz feeling of like the show's going on and like it's Saturday and we got to get it done. And if you're not in that much, you kind of it, you almost feel left out because everyone else is running around mm-hmm. so crazy. So you want to get stuff in. Um, and then there's the weeks where like all of a sudden you'll get three things in or something, or you'll one of the things you wrote and somebody else wrote something for you and that gets in or. And then those are the weeks where you're like, oh, I wish I wasn't in the show this much and you feel like an <laughs> asshole because <laughs> right. that's what you're, you've been asking for the whole time. Right. But like this year I've been super lucky about getting stuff on and it's been it's been the best.
2: Mm-hmm. And then the, – so what happened the third year?
1: Uh, the third year for me was like when Taryn Killam and Paul Britton, Jay Farrow and Vanessa Bayer came. I came in by myself. I was the only cast member when when I came in, and then after me, it was like Michaela Watkins and Abby Elliott, and then Nasim and Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't, I had, I had had a couple years where I was the only new guy that that came in, and then the third year they had three new guys. So all those like little one line things that somebody didn't want to do that I would get went to them because mm-hmm. they were the new guys so that was kind of the new and but I got along with them extremely well but it was kind of the first wake up call of like well I can't rely on like well I'll be in that because I'm the chubby one or because I'm or because I'm
2: new no, because good.
1: Jason's tired and didn't feel like coming in to do this one line or something you know right. or anybody on the cast like you know I like they would be like oh there's this waiter who comes in and falls. I'm like, I'll do it. Like, and like, like, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like suddenly there were people who were more eager or just as eager as you.
1: Well, not even. Uh, yeah. That too. And also just like give them a chance to be on screen mm. and, and, and stuff like that. Like get their get their face out there. So that was a little like weird to adjust to because all of a sudden like half those parts went away. Mm-hmm. And then it's also it was my first year as a, a real cast member. Like I went from featured player mm-hmm. to cast member in my third year. So,
2: how does the uh, what does what does that actually mean in terms of the day to day?
1: Um, nothing. It means absolutely nothing except in your own weird like re- mind of respect. Like uh, when when you first get hired, you're a featured player, and then after two years in the contract, you become a cast member. Mm-hmm. I think it literally has nothing to do other than what you get paid, probably but um
2: well that 's important,
1: yeah, that too i guess and uh, <laughs> and uh also, just in the i think it's there 's a lot of tradition, i guess, and was all about the history of itself and and the, the tradition and everything, so for me, that was like I cannot believe i f- I made it to cast member, and then i I remember my first episode as a cast member, it was Amy Poehler hosted. And Katy Perry was the musical guest and I had one line in the show. I was Hurley from Lost and I only said the word dude <laughs> and like that was it for my first episode as a cast member and the cue card guys made fun of me and they were like great first uh, episode as a cast member and they gave me my cue card. that <laughs> just said the word dude on it and they all signed it but it was hilarious. But, but like by the end of that third year, I was a mess.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I was a mess to the point where like I didn't talk to any of my friends anymore because I was just so nervous and really just wanted – like I was like I got to stay on this show.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was it was all my own fault. I made myself crazy. And then reading that Jay Moore book like where – all that stuff about him like having panic attacks mm-hmm. and like I started kind of getting like that – like I didn't know what I, what was happening. But I didn't leave my house. I didn't talk to anybody for a year and all I did was try and write sketches <laughs> and then – immediately the second that season ended realized how stupid it was and the fourth year was a lot of like hey guys well i'm back sorry i was so weird last year i was just confused and (laughs) and Did,
2: did were people making comments on your weirdness
1: no no one and like you sit there and you and i look back now and i remember like i would walk in and be like say hi to someone and they wouldn't say hi back and i would go home like literally go home crying as a as an an adult male mm-hmm. and be like this person hates me i'm never coming back like and thinking i was done right. and then looking back now and just realizing that they were tired
4: mm-hmm. and
1: that they you know it really didn't matter like what's like they had been there for you get this kind of toughness after working there for so long of just like i i think i'm a very nice easygoing guy mm-hmm. and it, like next year if they hire new people i'm gonna be like hey what's up and then realize that They'll, they'll think I, I hate them when I don't. Right. I'm just tired and I've, I've been there for a long time and I get it now mm-hmm. so
2: um it's interesting that that set in in the third year and not before that
1: I think it's different for everyone um the second year I don't really I don't really remember like that much like I I I, I remember like obviously there it's just the that job is just moments. Like mm-hmm. I always say that. Like, that, like that job to me is just like, oh, remember that time you pitched that Beyonce sketch idea and then three days later you were dancing with Justin Timberlake and Beyonce and then two days later it was an Entertainment Weekly and then the next four weeks you had nothing in the show. <laughs> like it's like – or the time I walked by Sarah Palin. And she pretended – I was in a moose costume and she (laughs) pretended to shoot me with a shotgun. I hadn't met her yet. She just went, moose. And I was like, that just happened. Or John McCain coming up to me at the good nights and being like, always a pleasure, Horatio. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, not Horatio, but thank you, sir. (laughs) Like all those little things like (laughs) – but I don't really remember like – I'm starting to get to the point now where it's all kind of melding together. Like mm-hmm. you'll be talking to someone like, "Oh God, Taryn, that thing you did was amazing." He's like, "That never got on. That was only a dress." And you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." <laughs>
2: Do you now? Were you um, overinterpreting people's reactions to you, like feeling like, "Oh, that person didn't say hi to me" because you were looking at that as a sign of whether you were going to maintain your job?
1: I, I think it was I, – I, I think it was a mix of a lot of things. I think I was just in a weird place in my life. I, I had went from – I had gone from spending 10 years with like the same 30 comedians every single night at the same bar, at the same theater, in the same back room, telling the same – like you know doing the same thing every night, just coming up with jokes mm-hmm. to all of a sudden being with – Twelve people on Saturday Night Live, and like all my friends left and moved to California, and like I didn't have that close, you know, that close knit community anymore. Like I I was being integrated into a new one, and you know, when I started, Amy and Daryl were still there, and it was kind of like the old guard a little bit, and then now it's almost all new people. Like since I've been on the show, Mm -hmm. and it's much it gets easier gets better
2: <laughs> what's amazing to me is that you were in a relationship this whole time right because when did you guys start on and, and off right yeah
1: well uh, we uh, uh i met my girlfriend uh i probably like right before i got snl and then we dated on and off for a little while and you know she was on tour uh for for she for was wicked in, yeah she was in wicked mm-hmm. uh she, and uh so we dated on and off for like a little while like maybe like the first 2 years it was like you know she either she was on a tour or whatever but uh, all all that stuff and then yeah probably around that time when i started to like get better mm-hmm. was when like it clicked in that we were going to be together for a while <laughs> yeah
2: i was going to say was she ever like i you're depressed and you won't leave the house and I can't be around someone like that
1: no because I, I wasn't like I wasn't like super depressed I just like I, I remember like a couple instances of coming home and like feeling like I was having like panic attacks or like I, I started doing this weird thing and I tell people this and they make fun of me but like I started doing this thing where I would keep my bag and my jacket under there was a near the elevator banks there's a couch At SNL, Mm -hmm. and I would keep my bag and my jacket in my third year uh, underneath that couch, so that if there was any point where I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, I could just grab it and get (laughs) on the elevator and bounce. Uh And like, I definitely did that a couple times. But and and looking back now, it was so dramatic and silly. And Mm -hmm. but at the time, like it it felt very very real and very like I didn't wanna. I just. I was such a fan of the show and I was so happy to be on it that I just didn't want to fuck it up in any way.
2: What were the reasons that you, you bounced?
1: Uh, d- stupid. Stupid social things are just like, you know, like you'd go in and like there are these people that have worked together for 10 years and or seven years or whatever and they're all best friends and then you come in and you feel a little left out and then I would just – I would lose it. <laughs> and i would just run out of the building
2: mm-hmm. or
1: but you also have been up for 27 hours at that point yeah and i wasn't getting like those were the times where like i didn't get stuff i wrote on the show you know like or or if i did it was minimal mm-hmm. so now looking back it's it's like i i understand why i was so i was just deprived of all my friends and sleep Right. and uh it got it got a little rough i'm making it sound like i went like insane for a year but like no, i'm pretty no, okay no 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 i think
2: people know that it's not you went insane it just you you let's say, you were perhaps more sensitive to everything yeah. that year yeah more yeah. raw um so for people who don't know i think a lot of people know but for those who don't the saturday night live schedule is insane How – which – you guys stay up writing like all night. Is that Tuesday night?
1: Uh, Monday is the pitch meeting, which is just coming in and talking to the host. Tuesday is writing night, but it's called writing night. But people come in anytime on Tuesday and then Wednesday at 3 o'clock is the read-through.
2: And has pet people been there since Tuesday? Yeah,
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people sleep on their couches and just – or – They'll come in, you know. It 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 depends. The the you kind of get your, you you kind of get into your groove. Like there was a little while where I would come in at one p.m. on a Tuesday, and then just stay until I was done. So I would usually get home around like nine in the morning or ten in the morning on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then take like a two-hour nap and then go back and do the read through. Now I've gotten to the point where I can go in maybe a little bit later, or I'll or I'm getting older too, so like I'll I'll. Go home and go to bed and then come back early in the morning on mm-hmm. Wednesday and mm-hmm. just kind of do it like that. But everyone's got so their they own. So don't,
2: they don't care what what hours you're there or what hours you're not?
1: I mean if you're not there, like I think they'd care. But like the, it's not like there's anyone keeping an eye on yeah. you. You know, but like – but d- depending on who who you are and who you work with and all, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But like mostly pretty much everyone gets there around the same time and is there almost the whole night writing and then – Comes back on Wednesday to do the read through, and the read through is like six or seven hours. So,
2: are there certain writers that you tend to work with more than others, or certain people that you?
1: Sure, well uh, you get—I mean, people? like the—you uh, you, get—you get into, you, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's this guy Brian Tucker. Um, you might know him. He was—he's—he's he's like a prolific writer for Black comedians. He was like a writer for Chappelle. He was on uh, the Chris Rock show. Do you remember the Chappelle episode? Um, it was the the game show where they were like, "Oh God, he was the one white dude." Like he's he's been on okay, a bunch I've of stuff. You would recognize him. him. Uh, I write a lot with him and this guy Colin Jost and um, this guy Neil Casey, who's a UCB guy. Um, me and Taryn. and then like there's certain cast members too. Like you just kind of go through these pockets of like writing, like. I write a lot with Cecily right now She's mm-hmm. she's pretty great and me and Taryn have always gotten along super well and me and Jay Farrow have been writing together recently. I've been trying to write with Tim because he's one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life. But yeah. He's
2: I'm going kinda... to assume you absolutely hate anyone you didn't mention. 100%. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> so you're out here, here being L.A. right now because you're doing some – can you are can you can talk about it, right? Uh yeah, sure. Yeah. You're in a movie. Yeah, um
1: I'm I came out to do uh yeah, I I did a small part in this uh this movie Townies, Seth Rogen movie. A mm-hmm. little cameo part.
2: Who do you play? Um that I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Okay.
1: But I'm going to say Abraham Lincoln even
2: though that's not it. Okay. But I'm well, going to say Lincoln. Wow. Excited yeah. to, I'm excited to see you as Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh, and I was excited to see you in Girls. That's what we were talking oh, about yeah. last summer. You were saying you were hesitant to say specifically who you played because it was like a big uh, plot point.
1: Yeah, it was the last episode. Right. So I, I wasn't allowed to – well, I, I'm always very leery of like, I don't you don't want to say anything just mm-hmm. in case. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it was also weird because it was a very last-minute casting thing i think they'd cast somebody else and then that person couldn't do it and 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 i ended up doing it but uh watching that show from the beginning was fascinating mm-hmm. because i didn't know anything about the show except for the what the finale was <laughs> right. So watching it from the beginning i, I was like wow it. how did how does she get to there like uh-huh. <laughs> but it was fascinating
2: did you watch season two
1: um, I haven't yet, but I, I I like to watch everything at once, like in a clip on DVD. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big like that, um, so I haven't seen anything from season two yet.
2: Okay, well I enjoyed it. I like girls a lot. Yeah. So um, you have to tell me what you think about it when you see it. I will. I will. All right. And so what else? Like what? What? Uh, what are your sort of ultimate? This is such a stupid question. I was going to say what are your <laughs> ultimate goals, but that's that feels weird. World domination. Right. No.
1: Um, uh, I just did Monsters University. I'm kind of waiting for that to come out. Like that, that, that. I can't wait for that to see. Just to see that, just to be in a Pixar movie was like the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I mean, it's kind of just. Um, I'm at a point now where I'm very relaxed and happy, as opposed to scatterbrained and trying to get stuff on the show. Mm-hmm. And this year on the show was a blast, and I love everyone that I work with. And this summer is just kind of. Hopefully doing a couple movies here and there or, or doing any kind of you know work and then my sister just had a kid. I want to spend some time with him and just kind of hang out and be a normal human being again mm-hmm. <laughs> and then get ready for next year, which is going to be crazy.
2: I Do think. you want to have kids?
1: Yeah, I would like to have kids at some point. Right now, my child. I feel like my child right now is SNL. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I have to start. It's the first time in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm 36. I got to start growing up and doing stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So, what is making you feel that? Just the the number?
1: Um, no. I think just just the the arc kind of of like there was you know so long of just sitting in a basement, you know, doing comedy under a grocery store, and then now. SNL I feel like I'm I'm not in complete fear that I'm going to get fired every second mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so
2: Oh, that's when they fire you.
1: Probably, yeah. Um but uh and I think I'm okay. So like that part of my brain is now free and open to go like, "Oh, maybe get a little healthy and and see your family more and like mm-hmm. your your sister's got a kid, so quit smoking so you can hang out with this kid for a long time and then, <laughs> um I think me and my girlfriend are moving in together soon. So, like, that's.
2: That's exciting.
1: That's another big jump. I didn't realize
2: that you guys didn't live together.
1: No, no. Do you live near each other? She lives on the garbage can on the street. No, I'm (laughs) just kidding.
2: (laughs) Well, then this is definitely moving on up for her. Yeah. Um,
1: No, no, no. I think, yeah, I think we're going to move in together soon. So, trying to get that process done right now. I just talked to her like an hour ago about it, and I'm starting to get like nervous because. I'm going to be out here for most of the summer mm-hmm. doing work. So I'm like, she's got to pack up all my comic books and toys and, and bring them to the <laughs> – trying to figure all that out.
2: Are you worried about her stumbling across anything that you don't want her to see? She
1: knows. She already knows. Everything. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty bad with – I have a collecting problem.
2: Oh, uh, what, what What is the uh, most embarrassing thing you collect?
1: Yeah, uh, Everything. Uh, I have a lot of – I have a lot of uh, –
2: Dildos. dildos. That uh, would be embarrassing.
1: Super, super tiny, thin dildos
2: <laughs> that you sculpted yourself. That right? I sculpted
1: myself. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: no. I, <laughs> I have a lot of like props from the television show Lost. Um, That's
2: not embarrassing
1: to some. Yeah. Uh, I was I was hugely into that show, and like, um, I think there was a period in my third year of SNL where I went a little crazy and um, bought. Every, like, toy I wanted when I was a kid that I couldn't afford because mm-hmm. I was poor. So then, like, I just went back and did all like that. Like, really random things and just kind of did that and then put them in a storage unit and never looked at them again. And I don't know. I just have a collecting problem. Mm-hmm. I, I collect a lot of stuff. I was never really into comic books as far as reading them. I would just buy them and then draw them and then put them in a box. But I guess some of them were worth something, so... So I just kept everything. Yeah, I kept. I have a storage unit just filled with nonsense.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you already know the place that you guys are moving into together, or did she find it?
1: Um, no, we have to still look. I mean, like it's so uh, we're we're still looking. I haven't. We haven't done anything yet
4: mm-hmm.
1: because I don't like uh, I don't know where I'm going I did at a week ago. I didn't know where I was going to be in a month. Right. But now I know exactly kind of in the general area that i'll be out here for a little while and when so now we can start planning and doing all that stuff Mm
2: -hmm. do you feel like a success
1: um i don't feel like it myself (laughs) (laughs) uh i i feel grateful i feel very happy and very like there is this feeling of like, uh, there definitely is this feeling, and I don't know if this is just from growing up poor or growing up with realistic parents. Like my dad was very like, so this is what you want to do for real? Like, you know, it's going to be like impossible. And I, I was very lucky that that that, that it worked out, but he, I definitely um... still have this feeling of like it could go away at any second. Like I, I hoard money like crazy because I'm like, this could this could all end? Mm-hmm. Like you're like. It could all go away in one second? You could tweet something, and then your career's over, right. like you know, or some. That's why I never go on it. But like, I, I definitely still have that feeling of like, I'm always prepared. Put it this way, I'm always prepared to go back and work at an Uno's again mm-hmm. at any moment because I feel like that could happen at any time.
2: Um, was your dad trying to talk you out of that dream?
1: No. No, I don't think so. I think he was supportive in his own way. I think he just didn't understand it as much. My mom was always super supportive, but um but there was definitely that that thing of like you're so you're going to quit your job that you've had bartending where you could become a bar manager and eventually rise in this corporate world. You're going to quit that to go make stuff up on stage for an hour. Like and I was like, "Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad I did." Mm-hmm. Now.
2: Um I was actually just talking about this with Aisha Tyler that that the point at which you decide you know I'm going to quit this day job and pursue the dream full time for you what was it that that made you decide okay now's the time?
1: I think it was like I had done a couple things on Conan and I kind of got that taste of like I think I got like a couple paychecks like a couple tiny paychecks and it was like if I could. Do more of these. These tiny paychecks would amount to more, you know. And even I, I would rather make fifty dollars dressing up as Fat Darth Vader on Conan <laughs> than making five hundred dollars a night at Uno's and feeling like I want to kill myself <laughs> mm-hmm. at the end of the night. And just like I remember, I—I I mean, I have so many memories of just. Like months, months before I—well, maybe not months, years before I got SNL, sitting there just cleaning glasses and tables, and like cleaning like kids vomit off of like party, you know, party tables, and watching SNL on the TVs in the bar, and just being like, oh god, someday just take me away from this, like.
2: You have to include that scene in the Bobby Moynihan story, (laughs) which it might be a TV movie. It might be – it might not. Get the guy from –
1: Wayne Knight from Jurassic Park. That guy will get him to play me. Oh, (laughs) I
2: meant to tell you. See, I never watched Lost. I know that I've missed out
1: on a huge
2: cultural phenomenon. But we had Dominic Monaghan. Amazing. On the Adam Carolla podcast.
1: How is he? Nice dude? Yeah, he's really nice. I met a bunch of those guys, but
2: never him. Are you sad that you've never met him? I'm not
1: sad. I would like to. <laughs> I would love to. Um, if I met him, I would have a hard time containing myself with I, questions and yeah, making – probably ask him to sign some of the stuff that I have. I definitely have like some of his props from the show.
2: <laughs> it almost seems like you're having a little bit of a hard time containing yourself right now. I am. I get about super
1: it. excited. About, I just wish it would come back. I just want – I'm it, not really – Did it leave it the out. door open to No. Come back? No. Well, I mean I can always nah. come up with something but
2: – yeah. But see, it sounds like now I'm going to talk about a show that I haven't seen, but a lot of people were sort of disappointed with the end, right? Yeah.
1: A lot of people were. And I get it. I totally get it. Like I can, I see, I feel like I see both sides of that. Like there are people that didn't get it. I'm just, I think in that select few people, well, I don't want to say that, but I'm in that group of people who like, when it ended that specific ending, I was like, that was perfect. That mm-hmm. was exactly what I needed. I needed nothing else.
2: Matthew Fox was on that show, right? Yep. Love him yeah. from Party of Five. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, I I I heard you roll your eyes at
3: me. <laughs> it, what? Just the fact that Party of Five is your point of reference, and you've never seen Lost, I which know. is a really really good. show. I,
1: I get it. I mean, like I get it. That I mean, what else? I, mean, I can't. I don't know if I could name another Matthew Fox vehicle other than other than. I oh, don't think I there is one.
3: It. I definitely couldn't have. I didn't know the Party of Five thing.
2: It's because you're so young. Yeah. Cherubic, leo <laughs> I think it's time for Just Me or Everyone. I wow, that was a segue. Thank you.
0: Something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone?
2: All right. Rob Jones says, Just Me or Everyone. Am I the only one who wonders what happens to arm legs of amputees when... I wasn't prepared for this to be a deep question. When they get amputated at the hospital, long before it was, (laughs) long before the Boston. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Please, Gary. Jesus. Um, I'm just kidding. I'll have people know. Yeah, this was sent in. Yeah, you can see it was sent in 30 days. ago. 30 days ago.
1: Um, but I like by or just as angry trash. Oh, that's the hashtag is angry trash man.
2: Right. Right. It was Um, actually
3: even further than 30 days ago. Sorry, I don't know why I'm defending myself. But (laughs) I I created this like 20 days ago, and at that point it was 30 days. All right. So so it's 50 days old. So I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. (laughs) Should we not even address it given the insensitivity? I think we've addressed it. I
1: think it just goes into one of those hazmat bins or or an organ donor of some kind. Yeah. There's probably like a really boring answer. It's not like Mm. we throw it on the neighbor's roof. Like, you know, it's not anything like that. Right. Like it's probably just – There's, there's probably, probably a protocol for yeah, where it goes. Spe- yeah. It's a very specific answer.
2: All right. Laura Lee 59. When I take a shower to shave my legs, I turn off the water and sit down. Hey, it's clean after the maid was there to clean me. Me? What? What? Huh? I wish
1: you could see this lady's picture too. Yeah. Because it makes it a lot –
2: It's clean after the maid was there to clean. Is she, is she saying she's the saying maid it's...
1: cleans her also? I think –
2: Yes, but I think what she means is it's clean enough after the maid was there for her to clean herself.
1: Oh, got it. It does sound like the it does sound like maid she has cleaned her, clean her, and yes. then she showered afterwards. It does sound with like no that. water.
2: Um, no, I don't do that. Uh, I don't feel like it would be very comfortable to. See. Oh, you know what? Maybe she has a shower bath because I could imagine sitting on the edge of the bath. But I just have one of those shower stall things, and so it'd be very. Like, I feel like if I sat down, take it would be hard to get back up. <laughs> I'd have to grab onto the little. Um, little like dispenser uh, thing that's just suctioned onto the wall. That's very precarious, yeah. anyway. So I have a lazy
1: boy in my shower.
2: Oh, that's smart. Yeah, you know it'll be good—a lazy Susan in the shower to put your toiletries oh, on. Yeah, yeah, or hors d'oeuvres that are waterproof. Whichever. I
1: don't understand why. Maybe it's just me, but I don't understand why. Everyone doesn't have a television in their bathroom. I think that the only place for a television should be a bathroom.
2: That's smart. That and know. that's a tr- that's a real just me or everyone. So that's this a is dream. Perfect. Uh, do you have one?
1: I don't, but I I don't, but I like I strive to someday have a have bathroom that. with a television in yeah. it. I think that would be great.
4: That would be just good. for the
1: sole reason of like you like. I don't know. I've been spending a lot of time in hotels recently. And when you take a shower in the morning, I always put the news on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. There's something about even just like one of those little tiny yeah. screens. Like, I know. One of those, I've been like, thinking
2: t- about that lately because when I'm putting on makeup, that's when I want to be listening to news as well. Yeah. So I have to turn it on really loud from another room.
1: Or I listen to like podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like I, like there should be some sort of entertainment system integrated into a shower. I don't yeah. know why that's not. They have TVs in a fucking refrigerator. Now. They do? Yeah, they have like little tiny screens in the door of the fridge. I was not aware of this. I guess it's like supposed this. to keep kids in the kitchen when they're eating or something, hmm. but like it's crazy to me. They're, I think there's a much higher demand for the shower television.
2: Yeah. Have you seen some people have TVs outside, like where their barbecue area would be? Yeah, you should have a TV. Everywhere?
3: <laughs>
1: Just a hat
3: with my a parents TV have that. hanging in the front. I, my, I got my dad a TV for outside like four years ago for Father's Day. It's the greatest thing we've ever done. Yeah. And, and literally when... we, we took like, – you take like one of those blue tarps mm-hmm. and like wrap that bitch up and put a big rubber band <laughs> around it. Perfect. It's never – never once has been a problem. Four years. It's amazing.
2: When – what, what do you watch on it?
3: Sports. Like we'll sit outside and smoke cigars and like watch sports, like watch football games or like we'll have family dinners and we'll put on like the music thing, like the music direct TV mm-hmm. channel and listen to it. But it's great. Like when it's we great. have parties, like we have the family over and people will sit outside and like watch TV. It's great. Do you
2: guys have TVs in your bedrooms?
3: Yes. I do, yeah.
2: Do you watch it in there?
3: I didn't when I lived alone, but yeah, yeah, I watch it there.
1: Not as much as I used to.
2: But now that you have roommates over, you <laughs> it makes it sound. No, I mean something. when
3: I no when I when I lived alone, I had my computer in my room, and I didn't have TV service, so I would just watch sports in the family room, and mm-hmm. then watch like download or stream whatever I wanted in my bedroom. And but now I, I mean now that I only have the one room, I kind of right am yeah forced to.
2: Sorry, I cut you off while you were listening.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, I was very in- intently listening. Um, I, I want. I, I, if my now, right now, if I'm in my bed, I'm asleep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but I'm I'm moving soon, so hopefully I'll have a nice big bedroom. No, but I I think you should have a TV everywhere, though. I I, I agree with him. Yeah. Like, you should have one. I like TVs in places they shouldn't be. Like outside or in the bathroom.
2: Right, <laughs> right. In a car. Yeah. Although I hate taxi TV. I don't mind it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, so we have a TV in the bedroom, but we never, ever watch it. Uh, and I'm I'm thinking, this is such a waste for me to be paying the cable bill on this, and I should just put it in a room where I would actually watch it, maybe the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this wonderful idea. Okay. Kitchen, maybe. Kitchen. I know that's another place that it would be good to have. Everyone always had TV. those little TVs, yeah. like,
1: stuck on, like, you know, I, oh God, I love little <laughs> TVs. There should just be a million little TVs everywhere.
2: Haley Peterson, Haley E. Peterson, just me or everyone. Do you smell your deodorant before putting it on? P.S. I only made an account today to follow the show. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing that. And uh, no, I don't smell my deodorant before putting it on uh, unless – I'm trying to think if there would be a situation where I would smell my deodorant before – Okay, this is what happens. Here's me and deodorant. Is it just me and deodorant? Um, I will cycle through and I'll get to a point where it will no longer smell fresh to me because I am now associating shea butter scent or whatever it is with um, sweat. And then I just switch to a new one.
1: Do you you use the same deodorant? Do you have like a brand that you use?
2: I actually switch around as well. But in general, I wear secret. But... Often and this probably doesn't happen to you unless you shave your armpits.
1: I do not. <sighs> I know
2: shaving armpits is such a pain in the ass because the deodorant cakes up on the razor first of all, which is disgusting. Then you can't get a clean shave. And for the for the longest time, I was using soap to shave my armpits, and I would always have really irritated, scraped armpits and not a close shave. So I took yeah. I, I went to Twitter to crowdsource this problem. <laughs> a lot of people recommended. Uh, shaving cream so now I've been doing that and now it's better I, it. <laughs> I know did you know there's a cream specifically for this condition this that's situation amazing. yeah so now it's better uh, if I was a woman still.
1: I would be like a Chewbacca lady because <laughs> I just wouldn't care I wouldn't do it really yeah I'm glad I'm that's why I'm kind of a chubby lazy dude like if I was a girl yeah I'd be a mess I'd look like mama fratelli from the Goonies
2: do you It'd hate having to shave your face? I mean, you're pretty clean shaven right now.
1: I'm clean shaven right now because I had to shoot something. But no, I I despise shaving. The one.
2: Have you tried cream?
1: <laughs> I, I use um uh, just Land O'Lakes butter. Uh, <laughs> no, um, if I uh, the I would go as far as saying the one thing that that disappoints me about SNL is that I have to shave.
2: Oh, that they have a rule about that?
1: Yeah, 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 because, like, I'm usually, like, it's like Newt Gingrich doesn't have a beard, or, Mm -hmm. like, but, like, oh, yeah, I don't, like, they'll put me as Rosie O'Donnell and I can't have a beard, (laughs) or, like, whatever. But, like, uh, before I got the show, I think I had a beard for, like, 10 years. And then on every single, like, break, I don't shave. I had to shave the other day for for shooting, and I was like devastated by it.
2: Because you just hate shaving, or you like? I just love having better. a beard.
1: Yeah, I like. I like my. I don't like seeing my weird neck. I like having a beard.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't think your neck is weird. Thanks. Bryant Rich says, Very "Nice lady." Thank you. Never time it right when holding a door. Either stand there an unnaturally long time, or move too early and door slams on them. This is a chivalrous male problem. Yeah. I have the other one, which is I have to bust my buns to get to the door in time because I feel bad the person standing there. So, yeah, I'm totally with you on the door timing situation.
1: I, what does JMOE stand for? I- Just me or everyone. Oh, I didn't know. See, I'm not a big Twitter guy. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, there's a whole hashtag and everything. <laughs> okay. Oh. Susan L10, when I see news stories on my Twitter feed, I lay odds on which ones Allison will use on the Adam Carolla show. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) I do that too. Um, And then something that, oh, Gary, could you try to phonetic, since everyone loved (laughs) when you sounded out the name that had no vowels, could you uh, try to sound out who this is from?
3: Beaker 81. Oh, Wow! That was Thank really you. Really anticlimactic, wasn't it? A little bit. You want to tell? You want me to tell them how it's spelled? Yeah. It's B three three K three R eight one. Wow! How do you know
2: those were E's? That's like a
3: hacker thing. That
1: was like some Rain Man stuff right
3: yeah. there. You know. What?
2: You probably know what prawn is. That's not how you pronounce it, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Staring at my phone, hoping something exciting.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Speaker three 388- eight eight. What was it?
3: I think it's beaker eighty one, isn't it?
1: You know, yeah. I'm laughing right now, but I don't know what that means. And I've heard that term a million times, and I don't know. Pr- Prawn? What? Are, are that? Are you referencing something specific? You're yeah, talking about when
3: somebody?
2: Re- yeah. Go ahead, explain it. Okay. Well, you jump in if I'm wrong. <laughs> it's uh it's the way that hackers write porn or people who don't yeah. want the spam filter to catch yeah. it. The way they write porn, right?
3: Yeah.
1: That's okay. what I. I didn't know that for a very long time. And it bothered me for a very long time.
2: Well, now you know. But
1: now we're all buddies. Okay. And we're all happy.
2: Staring at my phone, hoping something exciting happens before the screen goes dark. Um, no, I I don't have that.
1: I don't think I do either. I will. Yeah, I, I I'm not a big like I I leave my fo- I love not dealing with my phone for a little while. Really? Yeah, I love it.
2: How long will you go without it, and where do you put it?
1: I test the boundaries. Um, I'll put it in a locked box at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I like to see how long I can go without checking anything on my phone, and wow. then seeing what's there when I get back. Like I, I don't like this time of Earth, like of or this time <laughs> of Earth, this time uh, that we're in, where like somebody can get to you. At, yeah. Like, Somebody will text me and be like, what's the answer? Or like, what What are you doing for this? And if I don't text back immediately, it's like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. to answer me. And like, I'm not, I'm a very like, I need time to process stuff. Yes. I need somebody to, I need to write a letter and send it by horse again. Mm-hmm. I need to, I live that way.
2: Do you have trouble talking on the phone? Because I also like to have process time. And so sometimes I feel like the phone is just too hot. Too hot yeah. at once. Yeah.
1: I don't, I, I, the, the phone itself, I just don't, I don't. Yeah, I try not to use it as oh, texting is better than mm-hmm. talking to people on the phone to me. <laughs> but uh
2: Oh, I think a lot of people feel that way. We're not yeah, in the minority. I don't think so. <coughs> but uh uh
1: yeah, I could try and go as far as as long as possible without looking at it or trying people to people get upset anybody. with you though? Yeah. But then <laughs> it's that thing of like it's that thing of like when you're a kid like you do the dishes, you're supposed to do the dishes, you do them wrong, you don't have to do it again.
2: Oh, interesting. So, so they, I think they people stop just kind on of you? yeah. But now what about your work? Don't they need to get in touch with you or your agent or? Yeah.
1: I think my agents probably – I think my agents so – all- if, if they were listening to this right now, they would all be laughing and high-fiving because I do it with them too. I think. <laughs> like they'll call me up and they'll ask me like, what do you think about this script? And then, and then I just don't answer. Mm-hmm. Be- but I'm thinking about it. It's just, I just don't make decisions very good.
2: Do you – and I bet you don't. But, Gary, do you ever have this where you worry that if you respond to someone right away, you'll set the bar? So, therefore, you're like, maybe I should not give do an instant response because then they'll think that that's how fast I always respond.
3: I've made that mistake with several people, yeah. I think there's that, okay. too. And for me, it's also if
1: I – like if somebody's like, what are you doing on Thursday – I will have a panic attack <laughs> 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 because in my mind, I'm like, that's a long time away. Mm-hmm. If I tell you now, what if something like now, yeah. especially like everything changes so quickly, like even the simple thing of like, what are you doing next week drives me into a tailspin and then me I too. just don't answer and then I just hide. Me too.
2: <laughs> that is so exactly me. Yeah. And I, f- I don't feel good about it. Like i'll I'll be sitting. This sounds insane. I'll be sitting there. All like freaked out and just with this sense of things are not okay, and I'll think, what happened? Because three hours before I was fine, and they'll yeah. be like, oh, it's because there's a decision I have to make about something social, <laughs> and it's completely fucked me up.
1: You've asked me to do this. Sh- you asked me to do this show oh, God, a while I've ago. Made you no, no, I'm telling be- you okay. uh, this. I-, I I was out here like a month ago for like three days mm-hmm. doing work. And on the plane there felt like super like, w- what if she sees me walking around? Because I knew, I just knew I didn't have time to yeah. do it. And then I got like super nervous of like, what if she sees me walking around? And it's like that asshole didn't do my podcast. Uh, and then like on my way out here this time, I texted you. like, I'll be out here. <laughs> and this is oh, how, like, <laughs> well, that's
2: very sweet that you were worried about that. I, um, I, I would have understood. I
1: know, you're a very nice lady.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, I totally would have had that same sort of. Thing.
1: i definitely have that where like i don't
2: and yet the chances of running into me in la small you think so uh yes although you never know do you live out here i do you do yeah yeah
1: i don't know i feel like whenever i come out here i see a bunch me? of people no not you i <laughs> right. guess but yeah, so, yeah. i yeah. saw fabio the other day i got pretty psyched where Sitting at a ca- I had a meeting at some cafe and he was reading on a Kindle or like he was like reading. I was wow. like, <laughs> it was, and uh, Two Tables Over was, um, this was like a month ago, or oh, the last time I was out here, uh, Two Tables Over was uh, Lizzie Grubman and um, uh, Kristen Cavallari.
2: Oh, wow. Having- That's perfect that like- she would be her publicist if she is.
1: Uh, I hope she is, uh, but I felt like we if the world ended i was going to be okay yeah i had a lot of options
2: <laughs> <laughs> right um what was i going to say oh yeah see that's so sweet that you felt worried about that i feel like a lot of people wouldn't have um but well, i then- but i totally get that too and i i think that the i was actually this just came up i think the worst thing i do is that i just don't respond because i don't know the answer and i can't i don't want to commit and blah 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 like i i'm trying to tell myself that it'd be better To just give an answer, and then if you need to reschedule or cancel, do. I'm not. This is not me telling you. This is me telling myself because there's so many like open loops that I need to deal with, and then I get to a certain point where I'm just like, well, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna declare social bankruptcy. (laughs) I will never get. I will never (laughs) respond to these people. Well,
1: we met in such a strange way too, like. My, I, I was a fan of the sh- of, of of the Adam show, and my mm-hmm. girlfriend listens to the show as well. And it like just so happened that you guys were having a show. I think she got tickets like last minute, and right, we at Caroline's came, in New York. Yeah, Caroline's, and like then came to watch the show, and then like did the show the next mm-hmm. night because uh, for some reason. But uh, and then we went out to dinner and right. had a wonderful time. And
2: it-, it turns out that my fiance's cousin is one of your good friends from college, right, Floyd?
1: No wait, wait. We never had this conversation, did we? Oh yes, we did. Did we really? Yeah. Oh, I smoked too much. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, uh, Floyd Kellogg. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot that.
2: Oh well, I'm reminding you of that. He's the
1: best. He has like another album coming out right now, Floyd. There Floyd you go. Kellogg, Ice Cream, right. You Scream. Go check it out. I. Yeah, he was one of my buddies in college. Mm-hmm. I was in a really shitty fake comedy band with him called the Spider Monkeys. Oh,
2: that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, I've never met him, but um, I have. Uh, I was going to say Skype, but I believe it was iChat got it on Christmas <laughs> okay, let's see two pooch papery. What kind of business is that? I'm wondering it's stationary, I bet probably I cut up salad to evenly disperse the dressing and toppings. My husband doesn't, and I feel he's not properly enjoying his salad interesting i um Ugh. I do a lot of mixing. This
1: lady's hard to live with.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not, tr- she's not trying to make him cut up his salad. She just feels he's not doing it right. Well, You're right.
1: She feels that he is not properly enjoying his yeah. salad. Don't All worry right. about my salad, honey. Worry about your two pooch papery. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right.
1: No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding.
2: Well, I guess you guys don't do this with your salad. No. Have um, you seen – no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
1: I, I don't – I. I don't. I don't eat a lot of salads that much but if I do I get them like from that place where you just put them in like the thing shake it up I just like I don't know I like I to just, shake my I food senseless <laughs> like a, like a stupid baby <laughs> Right
2: was just going to say have you seen, I remember in college seeing people take a salad bowl and then taking another bowl and clam-shelling it and then yeah, shaking yeah. it in that way I feel like if I did that I would spray salad everywhere Oh no would,
1: or you put the plate on the yeah I would always put a yeah. plate on the other side okay. and then just shake it
2: Yeah I don't do that instead I just start with a fork and then get bits of dressing everywhere <laughs> uh, Margs al when I eat chocolates with booze liquid in them I make sure to first make a hole and then drink it like a shot just me or everyone um I could see myself doing something like that here's the thing with the booze chocolates especially the ones that are those little they're like little bottles yeah they're not very good I
1: was gonna say
2: they're disappointing
1: she is the only one because she's the only one who eats those things yeah. No one either. I've been, burn-
2: I've been burned before. <laughs> Those
1: liqueur ones, mm-hmm. like no. No, like,
2: especially because it's like vodka. Like yeah. that's not something good with chocolate. Yeah, you know? but like
1: brandy, like yeah. old, like old tequila. Like no. <laughs> right. No, I don't right. like that at all. But, but I do have very picky ways of like obviously like how you eat your Reese's pea- peanut butter cups mm-hmm. or like stuff like that. So that I understand, and I'm
2: I. I I
1: applaud her for doing that, but I just don't agree with the booze and the what chocolate. What are your things.
2: particular weird things? How so? You you said you have weird things like how you eat your Reese's peanut butter cup. Uh, Reese's it... peanut
1: butter cup, I eat the the ri- all the way around, uh-huh. and then just so you have that perfect disc of right. only peanut butter. Yeah. Um,
2: I had a friend. A Couple who... things.
1: I like to, or I I like to cut Snickers in half longwise <laughs> and eat the nougat part first, and then just eat the caramel. The other <laughs> thing. I've done that in a while. But I used to <laughs> That's do that. my favorite. Yeah.
2: The thing with both of those, is they sound messy because I feel Snicker like by sandwich. the time, what do you say,
1: Snickers sandwich? Yeah,
2: but uh, because by the time you're you have your perfect disc of Reese's. Oh wait, then you don't bite it apart. You just eat it the disc.
1: Yeah, I kind of just go for it.
2: Okay. Because then it's pretty messy. I'm thinking because it's got melty chocolate happening. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta go for it. Right. And enjoy it. Yeah, I had a friend. Who would eat piece of pizza, uh, pepperoni on it? She would eat around the pepperoni, so she'd just have a little perfect pepperoni-sized disc of pizza. That's genius.
1: Yeah, I do that, but with a different type of food. Do you know? Do you ever have the chessman cookies? Yes, those butter cookies mm-hmm. with the you Pepperidge know Farms, the Pepperidge Farm chessman yeah. cookies. Oh, you
2: eat around the chess piece,
1: like if the horse in particular. Yeah. I'll eat everything but the, the so it's like a mm. cutout of the horse or right. a cutout of the thing. Yeah, I would, I do that.
2: I it's been a while since I've had one or done that, but I I believe I've done that before. It's challenging because the consistency of the chessman doesn't is not conducive. Correct. To There's a lot of sharp that,
1: corners. Equestrian
2: shape. <laughs> the if ear I'm on shot.
1: the horse is it's, always yeah the one oh boy because it's a tiny little offshoot ear. You gotta yeah. be careful. Yeah, you can't fuck it up.
2: Ray Morgan 3. Whenever I hear the word Shasta, I think of the shitty soda, not the mountain. I, I didn't even know there was a mountain. That's yeah. how much I'm with you on that.
1: I didn't know that at all.
2: Actually, I literally didn't know there was a mountain. Did you, Gary?
3: Yeah. You did?
1: Where is
2: it?
3: Well, you said no that idea, like we were Shasta. I've heard no, that I, in passing. I, I, I have like no information about it. Okay.
1: Do you know the soda?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Terrible.
1: Right. Do you think kids now know what Shasta is?
3: My nephew no. doesn't.
1: Probably, right? Yeah, no. They don't know, like, what's. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. crazy to me.
2: All right. I have uh, a go, hey, go fuck yourself. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, go fuck yourself. Going to have to find it. My phone is doing this new. Ooh, Gary's a tech person. He'll know why. Lately, my phone just seems sluggish. It seems to take a while. Like, when I go to the camera, it takes a while for the... Um, is it
3: a 4 or a 4S? 4. Okay, it's just a little... It's getting a little old. Uh, the stuff you can do is, like, if you double-click on your home button, mm-hmm. it'll bring up all the running apps. and You can, like, close, close all those. And then when was the last time you turned your phone all the way off and then back on?
2: Uh, a long time ago, probably. You should probably do
3: that, like, once every three or four weeks. Okay. Just in general to, like, cycle it. I don't know why that works, but... That's what they tell you.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: you. He was so on point for that. He I was so ready to go with the answer. That was awesome. He's good.
2: Do you have any tech, tech questions? Ask him.
1: I don't know anything about it. Like, will you take my phone and keep it so, that, so I don't have to use it? That's yes. all I know. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Sweet.
2: All right. Here we go. This was an iTunes comment. The headline is, oh, boy. <laughs> Excuse me? Reading iTunes comments over there? What's up with that? I know. Usually, usually Gary gets to read them. Um, although it might be more fun to have Bobby read it in an asshole voice. Do you have one of those on deck? Sure. Okay.
1: Wow. Okay. So just read this whole post.
2: Yes. Allison wants to get
1: pregnant (laughs) because she thinks it makes her mood happier and it might help her Oh, I don't even know what this word is. Endometriosis. Endometriosis. Stupid disease. I don't even know what that is. Oh, hope it's not anything bad. Those are selfish reasons to have a baby. Nothing about how she wanted a baby all her life or what she could offer <laughs> a child. Just me, me, me. Alice ignores her fiance for her own stories. She seems irritated with the time and attention her puppy needs. And she's incredibly self-absorbed. <laughs> I hope she doesn't have a baby until she's had tons of therapy. I do love that Gary is starting to challenge Allison on things. She says that she says, and that he stands up for himself to guard his privacy. Yes, more Gary, less Allison. I agree.
2: Thank you very much. That
1: guy's a dish.
2: Um. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> this falls into. Adam's stupid or liar thing, which is when people say things that are unbelievable, he always feels like either you're, which is it? You're either stupid or you're lying because there's no way in your right mind you believe this. And I feel like I get these comments from people who heard a scintilla of what I said and then turned it into something else when it, like that wasn't what I said at all. And then I think, are you just trying to drive, trying to push my buttons or did you really think i said what you think i said because that wasn't what i said i think i made it pretty clear by the way endometriosis is not life threatening or anything okay. it's just a, a a lot of women have it it's where your um like uterine tissue grows outside of the womb and then it there you can have symptoms and you have to to deal with it, but it's not, um, life threatening or anything. But, uh, pregnancy is one of the things. So I I was explaining that my doctor was encouraging me to get pregnant because that's something that can clear it up and because it can interfere with fertility and because, um, I'm no spring chicken, you know? (laughs) And so I was, I was talking about that and, but I was saying that I don't feel ready to start trying to get pregnant today. However, I know for sure that I want to have kids. And then I was talking a little bit. You know, I feel weird even doing a retread of what I was saying. <laughs> I was talking about occasionally I feel some sort of just existential emptiness. And it does that have to do with the fact that I haven't had a kid yet? I don't know. Or is that just whatever? I was talking about all of that. I was not talking about having a child for endometriosis or for my mood. And I don't resent my puppy, although puppies are a lot of work. <laughs> and... I don't think I ignore my fiance. I just check my phone a lot. What was the other things? Let's see. Um, 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 um. See to me, I am having a ton of therapy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really? Do you really?
2: I go to therapy, not a ton, just a regular amount. Oh, have you never been? No, no. I recommend it. Yeah,
1: it's probably great.
2: I I like it a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm too lazy. But uh, that, to me, reads like somebody who's trying to get on this segment.
2: Yes, <laughs> like... that's the concern. That is the c- people are always like, are you sure you should do this? Won't you encourage them? Kissing and up I... to Gary
1: a little bit. No, no. <laughs> I know.
2: Maybe. It is possible. Possible. But, but
3: For also, record, too... I don't pick the hey-go-fuck-yourselves, so don't start catering them towards but, me. I mean,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm half-kidding, but, like, also, I also feel like th- there is, like, a certain – thing of the people who just like to go online and yell at people and make you feel awful because they know now that you can see it Mm
4: -hmm.
1: like I don't go on Twitter that often but when I do sometimes you're just like this person not only wrote this directed it directly towards me so that you would see it and that's awful
2: right (laughs) What what kind of stuff do they say to you
1: um, I don't get a lot of fat jokes, a lot of like weird fat jokes, but um mostly or one one that I got recently made me so mad. Uh I do this character on the show named Anthony Crispino. It's like the guy who does the news but he mm-hmm. always gets it wrong. <laughs> and uh it's the secondhand news. Like he's uh, heard it from all these different things. And somebody um somebody went on and, and said that's bullshit. You stole that from Gilda Radner. It's just Roseanne Rosanna Dana. And that being said, I that was the I, it made me livid because mm-hmm. Roseanne Rosanna Dana is the wrong character. Right. He meant Emily Latella, which yeah. is the one who always said she would tell something about the news. Like vi- there's violins in the news, and then it was violence, I and mean, <laughs> she would say never mind. Yeah. And that was the big bit. Mm-hmm. So yes, very similar as far as getting something wrong. But the fact that he got the character wrong made me so mad. <laughs> like, I wanted to contact him personally and be like, you messed up, you're stupid, and you got this wrong. Or right. someone someone yesterday said something about, you career is going to fail after you leave Your SNL. Career. And I just really wanted to, I was like, you career? That don't make no sense.
2: <laughs> you wanted to tell them. Hey, 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 go fuck
1: yourself. Correct.
2: Perhaps you did. Um, <laughs> Uh as you've been the longer you've been on SNL, do the the this, this sentence is like you career. Um I can't make it I can't make the words go in the right order, but do the comments bother you less and less?
1: I look less and less. Uh when I first started I looked a great deal. Because you're looking for that I mean, yeah, you're just fishing. You know, you're right. looking for that that oh, please somebody like me so right. I don't get fired. But I remember like the, the f- like 10 minutes after the first show looking up something online and the first two things I saw were, hey, look, uh, Corey Feldman ate a sofa. <laughs> There's one of them. <laughs> but that one I kind of like because mm-hmm. I've right, always if said it's... if it said couch, I would be mad. But it said sofa and <laughs> huh. for some reason that made me laugh. And the other one was I didn't know uh, Horatio Sands fucked Artie Lang. <laughs> And that was like, and like, I know both those guys. Like, they're very nice people. Yeah. But like, it was just, it was the first, like, so brutal and so just stabbing. Now, now, now I get stuff now every, every now and then, but there's always people who like, mm-hmm. I always say the people who watched SNL in high school and haven't watched it since then and they're kind of assholes, all they do is go, like, that show sucks now. Yeah. And then you always go. Well, when was the last time you saw it? And they're like, Oh, no, like uh, fifteen years ago. <laughs> and they they never know. So it's like the cool thing to do it's is either to like SNL and watch it mm-hmm. or bash it. <laughs> and so, right. But there there are some people who just go after you. It's crazy. I know. But, uh, now I don't. I try not to look as much. I still do, but like it's hard. Kind of hard not to.
2: I always wonder if they thought that it didn't bother you would they still do it and this is as someone who's who is very open i talk about the fact that this stuff bothers me Is that making it worse i wonder yeah what do you think because i feel like every regardless everyone gets it you know
1: yeah everyone uh, in the public eye there's it's it's the it's the directness now it's that thing on twitter like i'm trying to look up one right now um it's the thing of like I'm not very big on – I have 69 tweets. I've been on it for like a year now. Mm-hmm. I've now like, I just r- rarely use it because it's this open portal to just have people make you feel bad yeah. <laughs> a little bit or feel great. But there was one – oh, god. I'm trying to look for it now, but I can't find it. It was directly – like message to me like at Bibby Moynihan, which is my thing, and it was uh, – you're awful. Like just like <laughs> something like very simple and I was like, yeah. oh, they –
2: they wanted you to see that. They
1: wanted me to see that. Yeah. And then you look at the picture and it's like a nice kid and he looks like a nice high school kid and you're like, what the hell's wrong with you? It's gonna yeah. get better, kid. You're gonna make it. But that drives me nuts.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Uh... You wouldn't do. You wouldn't walk up to somebody in a grocery store and go, "Hey, you're stupid and ugly," and then walk away. <laughs> like well, Why no. would you do it on there?
2: And this this person, if he saw you in a grocery store, I don't think would say it to you.
1: Yeah. Do you respond?
2: Occasionally,
1: you do, huh? See, I,
2: I, I probably I just, shouldn't ever. Yeah, I never I just, feel good about it after I do. I always think, why did I just do that? And when I see other people respond to their haters, unless, like, I think Rose McGowan actually might have told someone to go fuck themselves, and I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm but a I fan want of that. Rose
1: McGowan to do that, right? Like, I know. Y- y- you know was, what I mean? Yeah, she like, can do it
2: more than I can, although I have a whole segment where I do it. But, um, yeah, whenever I watch someone do that online i just think oh why are, why are you getting involved in that yeah yeah or, so you or like, never do
1: well no because like to me like i i never go on it like if you look at my thing like somebody'll say something and i and i'll write like thanks mm-hmm. and then 10 other people will ask me the same thing and be like why did you thank me and i'm like i can't like i i can't do this the anxiety of it like yeah twitter gives me get, gets me crazy like that but i almost the other day that one that said you career <laughs> I almost just entered back your career, but then you're the asshole who corrects the spelling. And it—I do- don't care about the spelling. It really is me being mad, being like, because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, like, well,
2: I hope my career goes
1: well after the show. Yeah, like, and that's what it truly is. So no, like, I didn't—I didn't answer at all. But now I'm talking about it on a podcast.
2: Well, that person probably won't listen. Yeah, I'm or probably gonna kill
1: will. that person at some point. Probably. I have no problems with finding these people. That's Right That's what we need to do start threatening murder start threatening that we'll find them and murder them.
2: sometimes they threaten it, so yeah, that's I feel scary like, too. yeah that is scary
1: that's not right, but Mm-mm. can you you can get some can you get somebody
2: arrested for threatening to murder you on Twitter?
3: You probably should
1: be able to
2: Gary's nodding
3: Gary's Gary you're have the you have you done man. it no, luckily, I haven't gotten any death threats, but you know at G Patrick Smith <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, but I'm saying, have you gotten someone arrested for, no. for uh, on behalf of someone else? No, no. no, no yeah, I've,
3: I've read stories about people who have. Yeah. All right.
2: She's well, like, that warning jerks.
1: And like you and like I feel like you have a lot more stake in it, like because you, you do this segment and you're on a podcast, so like you have a lot like more involved with 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 Twitter. Like I'm not. I don't ever. Yes. I would would go as far as saying I just said my Twitter account. I think that's the first time I've ever said it out loud on anything. An
2: exclusive, you
1: guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just because it never occurs to me to be like, check me out. Like, I I don't – I'm not like that.
2: Does that mean you're not going to tweet about this appearance when it
1: comes out? I actually probably will. But that's the thing is like my Twitter account is like the last 20 things I've done in the past year and that's Mm -hmm. it. Like, hey, like watch this or or listen to this podcast. Well,
2: I think that – I definitely
1: tweeted about when I did the Corolla show. Oh,
2: right. Yes. Yeah. I think that – I think you're right. I think that since you're on SNL, people know where to go to see you. But being on a podcast is on the internet, I am – so much of what I do It involves interacting. And I actually enjoy interacting with, like, just me or everyone. You know, they tweet that yeah. in. I really like the vast majority of people that listen – I love you guys. Um it's just a few jerks that uh yeah. put put me in a make me be in a bad mood.
1: Oh no good.
4: Jerks. Anyway. Fucking well
2: Bobby Moynihan, thank you so 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 yeah. much for doing this. So this good was to see you. super duper fun. Um anything you want to plug?
1: Um no, not really. I mean, go on IMDB and see what I've done. Maybe check it out. All right. <laughs> Other than that, I'm not sure.
2: And they could follow you on Twitter, but you're not going to respond to them. I
1: will not respond, but I will probably see it and silently judge it. Um, I'm at Bibby Moynihan. Like it's Bobby
2: not... Moynihan, but with an I? Yeah. And then is the O an O or is it zero, as in prawn?
1: <laughs> no, it's everything is completely correct except for the I. Because I kind of wish my name was Bibby instead of Bobby. Do you really? Yeah, I just think it's a funnier word.
2: It is a funny word.
1: A lot of my friends call me Bibby and it makes me happy. All
2: right. <laughs> there you go. Would that be like Ribbert?
1: I, you know, I'm going to go as far as saying I've been called a, a, a lot of Booby in high school, a lot of Bobbert. I've never heard Ribbert before, ever, <laughs> and now I'm going to use it constantly.
2: Okay. I mean, are you really Robert?
1: Yeah, Robert Michael Timothy Moynihan Jr.,
2: yeah. And your dad is the senior?
1: Yes. My mom is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it
2: would make more sense than it was. It was your mom. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. I love you. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are and you should be because they have everything then why not click through the banner on my website at Alice, not, sorry, that's my Twitter. My website is just alisonrosen.com. Go there, click on the banner. It doesn't cost you anything extra and it helps out the show. Okay, I love you
0: guys. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? I've Rosie beats your new best friend. and roads and shows.